Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast. If you are an avid listener or if this is your first time listening, then welcome to the show. Today, our guest is going to share about rocking entrepreneurship in your 40s, 50s, or older, and she'll dive into why age should not stop you from being the entrepreneur that you always wanted to be. But in her business, our guest helps six-figure female service providers focus on what they do best and find balance in their entrepreneurial journey by providing business growth strategy, mindset coaching, and consulting. So please welcome to the show, Corey Zacher. Corey, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Steph. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here and you're going to share your story. We were saying this offline, but I think that this will inspire so many women who have either wanted to start an entrepreneurship, start that journey for themselves, or maybe they have recently started and they kind of feel like they're quote unquote too late. So we're going to dive into a lot of good stuff today. So before we dive into all that, though, tell everybody how your life journey has evolved into where it's at now. So what were you doing before you started your business? Why did you start it? And then how are things going right now? Okay. Do we have several hours? No. Okay. I will <laughs> condense version. Because as we said, this is, you know, women in their 40s, 50s and beyond. So I've lived a lot. Um, but I live in Los Angeles, California. And the stereotype that the tra- traffic is awful, that's all true. So four years ago, I was working in a corporate job, loved my job, loved the people, loved the mission. But to get there and back, I was commuting over three hours a day in Los Angeles traffic. So that combined with the job itself and all the tasks that I had to do um, really led me to burnout. And I had been working for a long time and mostly working for other people, but I always had that entrepreneurial kind of bug inside of me. So I decided to take the leap and leave that corporate job to start my own business. And the funny thing is it has ended up being the best thing I ever did, but it didn't start that way immediately. So I started my own business as a business consultant and strategist and uh, immediately fell into those same burnout habits. Um, I would sit down instead of at my desk. I was at my kitchen table now. Um, I'd sit down and just work straight through the day and not take breaks and 
be doing everything in my business myself. So quickly realize, okay, I'm getting to that same place. So, you know, in brief, yes, you can make that leap and change your life. It's never too late, but you also have to continue to take care of yourself and do it the right way, or it's going to be the same as that corporate job that was dragging you down. So I learned ways to make it work for me and have that freedom and balance in my life that I wanted. And now I love helping other, I mostly work with women who own service-based businesses, figure out how to make their business more like a dream business and not just like another drag on their time and their energy. Yeah. It's so interesting that you said that you were stuck at your, well, now table, not even desk, your table all day. Because when I left my nine to five job after working in corporate for 10 years, I did the exact same thing because I personally was stuck in this employee mindset. And I feel like so many people get stuck in that trap because they don't know any differently. Like you, for the majority of your working life, you've shown up at an office, you've worked from well, I was working from seven to seven, not even nine to five. Same, so, right? Yeah. So that's what I thought I had to do when I started this business, right? But eventually you work even more when you're at home because you don't have a commute. You could just stay working at your computer all day. And there were many, many, many 80 plus hour weeks that I worked when I was building my business unnecessarily too. Uh, so did you experience that kind of mindset in the beginning too, that employee mindset and not really knowing how to switch into that entrepreneurial mindset instead? Definitely. I didn't fully understand it. And at that time I was really equating my self-worth with how busy I was. I thought if I do, yeah, if I do everything on my task list today, that means that I'm great. (laughs) Basically, you know, like now this is what being an entrepreneur is, or so I thought. And if I didn't get tasks done, then I would beat myself up. But I I had to take some time to really sit back, sit back and say, but at what cost am I doing this? And I'm not being the best I can be for my clients if I'm totally burning myself out. So yeah, I had to learn that this is different and it will only help my business if I take breaks and get support and all the things that we can dive into about, you know, how to make it a much easier transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely did the same thing associated self worth with getting mm-hmm. with crossing things off of a list. I'm very much a list person. So after I've crossed everything off, I feel very accomplished. And interestingly, interestingly enough, we um, retired my husband earlier this year, from his job. So he was a nurse. Now he's staying home full time. He helps take care of all the household stuff, takes care of our son. And he also recently said the same thing. He was not feeling as fulfilled as he thought he would be when he retired. And it was because of the same thing that you were talking about. He -hmm. wasn't feeling accomplished, right? it's, It's so interesting. And he's not even an entrepreneur, but it's still that same mindset that was sneaking in, that feeling of like getting tying your self-worth into achievement, right? Because as a nurse, you have very rigid things that you do in your schedule, Right. go into a procedure at one time, you help them, you come out. So now it's completely different for him too. So I just think it's so interesting to see how people who are entrepreneurs go through that, but also just quote unquote, normal people go through that as well (laughs) and their experiences too. So I'm really glad. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that that's human nature. Um, 
and we tend to kind of sway towards towards the negative. I mean, and that's why I also I got really into positive psychology and became certified as a positive psychology coach. I mean, looking at what your husband has done, first of all, side note, like amazing, you know, that he could be able to do that and and help with your son and and do things around the house and all that. But those are amazing things he's doing every day. But oh yeah, he's kind huge. of going it's towards huge. that, yeah, that negativity bias that we all go to thinking like, well, this isn't, you know, helping a doctor do A, B, and C or, you know, assisting in surgery or whatever it was that he did. So for whatever reason, he's equating that lower on the scale when, hello, you're helping to raise a human being that there's no more important task in the world. Yes, exactly. And we have had lots of lengthy conversations about that. Absolutely. And sure. he's he's starting to see it from a different perspective now. It was just such a big change because he's been doing the same thing for so many years too. It's like he was just right. like kind of ripped out of one world and dropped into another without really any, like, I mean, there was planning, but it was, it wasn't a slow transition. It was a very fast transition to where he was right. doing one thing to another. Right. So I think that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah I also, and we all, it's so funny. Oh, we all do it. We all you know, that's why, I mean, I meet so many, so many business owners that they're in that same place of just like, okay, I did this. I took the leap. Now what I'm overwhelmed and overworked and exhausted and burnt out. How do I, what did I do? How do I get out of this? Yep. Yep. Those are the same types of women I work with. So I completely get it. Um, I love also <laughs> how you said that one of your core values is fun, which is so important. yes, amazing. <laughs> Because you're right, owning your business, it's really serious. You can really get bogged down with everything that's happening, but you also created a business so that you can live your life and have more fun and enjoy it. So I would you mind speaking to that a little bit? Oh, I could talk about fun all day long. <laughs> when I was when I was doing the work of figuring out my core values, which I highly recommend for everyone to do, and it doesn't have to be, you know, this month-long project. It just give yourself some white space on your calendar to to think about it or find a coach or someone that can guide you through that. Um, fun was the first one that jumped out at me. I grew up in a household full of laughter. My dad and mom, both great senses of humor. And we would use laughter also to, you know, get through some of the tough stuff as well. So getting clear on what's important to you and what you value can help you in all aspects of your business. Because I know, for example, fun. Okay, when I do work, yes, like you said, it's serious stuff. But if you can't laugh or take a break or enjoy the people that you're working with, then to me, you know, that doesn't align with my values. Let's put it that way. So, um, so yeah, it affects who I've hired in the past. When I've hired virtual assistants or other members of my team, um, I think about my core values and fun being one of them. If somebody's just super serious all the time or doesn't want to make a, you know, doesn't want to laugh, um, then I know, okay, this person, that's just them. That's okay, but it's not in alignment with who I want to work with. It affects what clients I say yes or no to. And newsflash, everyone, you can say no to potential clients if they're not in alignment with what your values are. So, you know, it, it's just it's just uh, a great tip and exercise that I recommend to people just getting clarity on that. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. One of the first things I do with all of my clients is we <clears> outline <throat> their core values because it, it, 
Great. It's so important for you to have those so that you can really create a company that you enjoy working in. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can't stress enough. If you don't have core values, just like Corey said, you need to either find somebody to help you create them, just sit down for a couple of hours and knock them out or take some time to think on it. Take a couple of weeks, take a couple of months. There's no rush, but you want to make sure that those values are aligned with your personal values so that you can also use them in this amazing company that you're building. Right. So I think that's great. That you exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, um, you literally could Google core values and you'll get nice long lists that you can just spend some time looking at and just seeing what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as hard as I probably just made it sound. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually much easier than you think and more yeah. fun than you think, because you just get to look at yourself as a person and say, okay, how do I want to build this company? What, how do I want this company to function? Basically. Exactly. Um, the reason that we're really here today, though, is talking about inspiring women who are in, I don't even know if this is the right way to say it, but like later stages in life <laughs> and uh, encouraging them to jump into entrepreneur, into entrepreneurship. So do you typically work with clients who are in their 40s, 50s and beyond? Are the clients kind of all over the board? Like what draws you to this group specifically? It's funny. It's... um I've worked with women of all different ages, you know, from I'd say in the thirties to fifties range, basically. Um, And it's, this sounds a little obnoxious that I'm about to say it, but like, for me, it was never a thing, but I understand that it's a thing. Um, So I try to to show that to clients that are, I mean, I've worked with clients that are in their thirties saying, should I do this? Is it too late? I should have decided this in my twenties. And that makes me laugh because I pivoted in my fifties. So, um, so yeah, there's no reason you're still the same person that you were. In fact, as we get older, I like to say, you know, we're, well, it's not me that said it, but um, you know, you get better, you have more knowledge, you have more experience, you have so much to give. It's actually a little easier because you have maybe 20 plus years of experience behind you that you can bring into a business. A lot of women, one of the problems is they'll think like, well, I can't start a business. I don't know enough about how to be an entrepreneur. But if you sit down and look at all the skills it took to do what you've done thus far, whether it's working in a corporate job or raising your family, I don't, you know, whatever, if you were a stay-at-home mom, for all these years, and now you want to start a business, you absolutely can. I mean, scheduling and planning and raising kids, come on, that you have a lot of skills in there. So um, sometimes it also just takes some uh, creative time. Again, I'll mention it, putting white space on your calendar to sit down for half an hour and just journal about like, okay, what am I really good at? What do I love to do? What are, we talked about values, now think about what are your strengths? And you'll probably be surprised when you sit down and write it down and like, oh yeah, I am really amazing at that. And then how that can convert to your business. Yeah. I hear from a lot of women who are specifically stay-at-home moms now talking about how they don't have skills to start a business or find a job, but I've done the state, well, kind of half and half. So when I started my, when I went full-time in my business, I left my nine to five after my son was born and I Mm -hmm. was home with him for three, the first three years of his life while I was simultaneously running my business. And I will tell you doing the mom stuff, the household stuff is way more difficult (laughs) than (laughs) running a business. 
it's, it's so much and my husband's life. now learning that as well he's like I did not give you enough credit for everything that you did around here it's not easy yeah and you get that like I said you get that skill set under your belt and there's nothing stopping you from from starting your own business yeah absolutely absolutely and again it's just ensuring that the business that you are starting is something that is exciting for you too and something that you enjoy so that's why going back to those core values again you can align this business that you're starting with those core values and like you said making a list of like your strengths and things that you enjoy doing things you don't enjoy doing that will really help to narrow that down as well so that's great sure that's really helpful I was going to ask if you had a tip to share with somebody who's in like their 40s 50s wanting to start a business but I think that was a really good one unless you have another one that you would want to share well, I can add to the strengths part. I mean, sometimes people are, you know, we tend to, again, that negativity bias, and we can give you a list of all the things that are wrong with us or that we do wrong. Instead, you know, it's not as easy to find your strengths. And there are tools out there like Strengths Finder um, is one that I, I highly recommend. It's, I don't know what the cost is now, anywhere from $30 to $50, I think, to do it online, but it brings you such clarity and you get this great report. You answer a bunch of questions and that'll give you, sometimes you need hard facts to look at to say like, oh yeah, I really am good at this. And this is what lights me up and what I love to do. And that'll give you a little more clarity when you're figuring out um, what business you want to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I've, I've actually never done, maybe I did do strengths finder years ago. I can't remember at this point. I've taken so many of those <laughs> different <laughs> tests and they all say the exact same thing. I don't even know why I take any more of these tests. But then, um, there it is. That's good. Yeah, it's just, it's, that's, that's clarity for you. Exactly. Exactly. And also just an easy way, if you don't even want to spend money on a test is just asking people around you what you're great at, because they'll tell you too, even if Absolutely. you don't. Great idea. Believe them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's usually things that you don't think you're good at. For example, like I love to organize things in my house, but I never thought that that was a skill that I had. I just thought it was, I just enjoyed doing it. And then right. my family comes over and they're like, I don't know how you did this. Like everything is so organized. Like you're, even your batteries are organized. How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I just do it. I don't, I don't know. Right. So right. I'm sure that. And we, yeah, we take it for granted and we think, doesn't everybody do this or isn't yep. it easy for everyone? And it's not. So we all have a superpower in there that we think is so easy um, and for others, not necessarily so. So why not share it with them? Mm-hmm. That was actually something that came up in one of my client coaching calls this week. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because she said she's a coach and she said, well, the strategy comes so easily to me. I don't feel comfortable charging a higher rate because it's just so easy for me to do. And I said, yes, that's your gift, right? Like you need to be compensated for that gift. You deserve to be compensated for this gift because even if you know how to do something, somebody else has no clue how to do it. Like for example, my brother built a computer from scratch when he was 15 years old. I have (laughs) no idea how he did that. I I still to this day have no idea how he did that, but that's just something he's naturally gifted at. So right. Right. And, and that's information for you. If it feels easy, it's not a reason to then put yourself down and say, well, then I can't charge a high price for that. If it feels easy, that's information. Yeah. Or just charge for free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So look at it, you know, try to, to pivot your thinking and look at that as information. Like if this is easy for me, then this is one of my superpowers and I need to share that. 
Mm -hmm, absolutely. Now, before we wrap up, do you have any stories about the last, like one specific story that you can pull out that was really pivotal in your growth as a business owner, specifically at this point in your life? That may be a tough question to answer. Yeah. Um, it's less of a story and just more of a habit that I got into. You know, I, I told you when I I pivoted and started my own business and working from home and I was sitting at my kitchen table for hours and hours and hours. Um, and I realized this isn't going to work. And so I sought out help. Some of it was free help, just joining groups on Facebook and talking to other women business owners. I joined a mastermind also to get some support. Um, and one of the tips I got was, and I've mentioned it already in our chat, calendaring in some self-care and breaks. I literally had to put like a 10 minute window on my calendar to say, get up and walk the dog or, you know, go have a snack or something like I'd have to work it into my day. Um, and then part two was I had to honor it because I was really good at honoring my to-do list for everybody else. But if it was me, I would, I don't have to do that. So I made a point of calendaring it and then honoring that. And then it became a habit and I don't have to do that anymore. I no longer sit at my desk for, or my table for eight hours, 10 hours straight. Um, I take breaks throughout the day and it makes me so much more efficient and better at my work and makes me enjoy it way more. So yeah. That's such a that's such a good tip and habit to get into. There was a study I heard about a few years ago. It said something like you have to move your body every sixty sec or sixty seconds. Nobody would be doing anything <laughs> every, every sixty minutes to be as productive as possible. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many days I have just spent hours behind the desk not moving, and a lot of the time not even realizing it either. Right. Um, so even if it's programming like a timer for once an hour to stand up, it's so much yeah. better than nothing or a reminder to drink your water. Cause there's a lot of people who have trouble drinking water. Right. Right. It's little things like that, but then the more you do them, like I said, it becomes a habit and you won't have to remind yourself anymore because you'll realize how much better it feels mm -hmm. to take care of yourself while you're running this business. Yep. Absolutely. And then, like you said, it, it just, it becomes so much easier and you don't even think twice about it. And also mm -hmm. the longer you are in business, the more streamlined your business tends to get as well. So that's happened exactly. over the course of running a business though. Uh, well, thank you again for being here, Corey. Thank you for sharing your story and inspiring women at any age to start their own business and step into entrepreneurship. So if somebody wants to connect with you or just Say hi, where's the best place for them to do that? Sure. I am on LinkedIn, just my name, Corey Zacker. Um, I'm Corey Zacker Consulting on Instagram, if you prefer to say hi over there. And yeah, I would love to connect. And I'm always sharing tips and tools and exercises and things to help make your entrepreneur journey a little easier. That's great. We'll put all the links in the show notes as well. So thank you again for being here. Thanks, Steph. It was great. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of The Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. 
visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.